arguments about nothing is brought to you by the incredible rush you feel after watching Ted Lasso. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. And we are coming back for our second annual Wedding Spectacular. You all seem to really, really like the first wedding-themed episode that we did, especially folks in Canada for some reason. Yeah. Thank you, Canada, for like hopping on board the wedding episode train. It's our second most downloaded episode of all time now, right behind the very first episode of the podcast. So... Which is crazy. I'm much more, I'm happier about you all. The first, <laughs> the, the first episode, it was not necessarily our best, as you might imagine. Yeah. Um, but it's just so crazy to see that this one really has like a following that not all of them have. So uh, I have a bunch of weddings coming up um, and weddings have kind of been on hold for a long time. So I thought maybe this would be a good opportunity. Uh, throw some lighthearted cheer potentially to our covid brides discuss some things that hopefully didn't happen to anyone at their own weddings um (laughs) and if you've had a bad wedding experience you can just think well at least that didn't happen to me yeah and that's actually a perfect segue into telling you that if you've never listened to us before Arguments About Nothing is a show in which we discuss silly hypothetical situations seriously as if they are something when they're very obviously nothing. So the wedding scenarios that you hear described today are not coming from our real life. Although no. actually I shouldn't say that because I didn't make them up. So they what do I know? are not. They're just things okay. that I sat in my living room and we're like, wow, that would be a nightmare. Great. That's how that's how we have fun on this show. Yeah. Now, I will say we're starting out with a segment called Kate's Corner. And and Kate, if you don't know the show, she's my little sister. She's, she's your my little sister. little sister. She's Shelby's little sister. She's the nation's little sister. Truly. Um, and she was not told that we were doing another wedding episode. No. She didn't know. So we're going to start off our wedding episode with a question having absolutely nothing to do with weddings just like a little palate cleanser to get us going yeah. before yeah. you know just just like this is like this question is going to be like the bachelorette party to our wedding episode exactly okay so this week's kate's corner question is if you could freaky friday with anyone who would you choose and why and i i just want to say for the record that what she actually sent me was, if you could freak Friday with anyone, who would you choose and why? I'm that's assuming a, that's a different, a different question. question. <laughs> it is. I, I'm assuming she meant the Freaky Friday. Maybe she meant Freak Friday, and I have just perverted her work or unperverted her work. Uh, actually, if I could freak Friday with anyone, it would be <laughs> my boyfriend because he yeah. listens to this podcast. Shocker. <laughs> if I could Freaky Friday with anyone, can I pick myself? I'm confused as to why you would and what, how that would be a Freaky Friday. See, the thing is, it wouldn't be a Freaky Friday, but I don't want to be in anyone else's body. That seems 
weird and like dysphoric to me. I've gotten really used to this current body. So having to suddenly for a short period of time like learn to navigate the world in a new body feels like it would be bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. So let me explain how this podcast works to you. <laughs> so, so so what happens is we we okay. imagine a scenario in which you're not just happily, comfortably living your life exactly as it is. Oh. See, I was going for the route of like a loophole, maybe, situation. But that isn't a loophole. Yeah. Freaky Fridaying with yourself means masturbating on a Friday night. (laughs) That's it. And trust me, that's fun, but it's not not the spirit of the question. I mean, I also don't think it's necessarily masturbating. It's just living inside your own body. What if I Freaky Friday with myself from the multiverse, from like a different timeline? Well, I still think that would be cheating because... What if they're a boy? (laughs) Because we've had that question before. (laughs) No, not not what I jump into their body that's what freaky friday means okay should we limit it to our dimension to our known universe that's no fun it's no fun if you just (laughs) jump into yourself but you lived a slightly different life like you like you turned left instead of right one day i don't know that could have a world of repercussions uh that we just don't understand so this has to be like a real person then i can't pick thor you could pick Chris Hemsworth. But he's not Thor. <laughs> no, well, he is Thor, but he's not Thor. I want to control, like, lightning if I'm going to be him. You know? Yeah, but you can't. The magic is that you're switching <laughs> bodies with someone. <laughs> okay. So, like, what I'm hearing is fictional characters don't count. Fictional characters are out. Multidimensional characters are out. Wow. Man. Dead people are out. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay. Space space time travel is out. So someone currently alive in their current body is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <sighs> You're taking all my loopholes away. Yeah, now you know how it feels. Stop it, Hannah. Um, fine. Also, so- now I know how it feels when I do this to you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, so can I just, so I can't do Jesus Christ? No, well, you could, but it would be an unpleasant experience. Uh, Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I would like to become a pile of dried bones. I feel like if it was only for a day, that would make me really appreciate my actual life. So that's something. I feel like if it was very, if it was for a short time, I, I feel like you're missing out on an opportunity. I definitely would choose a man i want to know what it feels like to be in a man's body for one day you want to know what it's like to have a dick yes yeah 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 yeah. you don't are you really telling me you don't want to kind of know what it's like to have a dick i watched a horrifying tiktok yesterday (laughs) i am so curious as how (laughs) where this is going based on the conversation we're having so I had a horrifying, I watched a horrifying TikTok yesterday about that, uh, like it was this one girl talking to these two guys and the guys told her that when they poop, they have to like put their junk into the toilet bowl because like you often will pee when you poop so you can't just have it out. 
And but because of that, sometimes if the toilet bowl is round, their junk will like press up against the bottom of the toilet seat. Ew. Isn't that gross? So like if you were in a public restroom, your dick would be like touching the toilet seat while you were pooping. This makes me even madder that a lot of guys don't wash their hands after going to the bathroom now. (laughs) Right? Because if that's the situation, you really should, honey. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had a penis, so I don't know if this is true. This is just what, like, two men said on TikTok that I saw yesterday. But ever since I feel like also there are guys who say that sometimes it, like, touches the water. Yeah, I don't really know the... um, all of the angles and physics of it but it's see- yeah but for like one day i would want to know yeah i want to try it yeah so i think you're right i think i would want to be a guy i also feel like that would like create less dysphoria because i wouldn't want to like i don't want to be in a woman's body because i would just feel like i would compare that woman's body to my actual body in ways that like wouldn't be great for my mental health but exactly. like comparing my body to a man's body is not going to create like the same dysphoria, I guess. I would also want to be in the body of somebody who's like really athletic. Me too. I also don't know what that is. Like. I was about to say so. I would pick a male in the Olympics, probably a gymnast because I want to know what it's like to do a backflip. Oh, see, I was going to get I was going to say Tom Holland because oh, good he's answer. like a gymnast who can do backflips, but he's also super famous. And he's dating Zendaya. And like, I could do that for a day. Easy. Yeah. And he's young and he's also British and he's a dude. And I I would just like to live his life for like one day. I feel like that would be cool. That's a really, really good answer. And I thank you. I really like that answer for you. And he can dance. and I cannot dance so I didn't know that about you. Tom Holland would fill out a lot of the things that I really never experienced in my life. <laughs> being popular, being rich, being British, being a male, being in shape and being able to dance. I think that you're very popular. Thank you. Um, however, uh, I have a question. <laughs> so if I were to Freaky Friday into the body of someone who like speaks a different language, would I know that language? Oh, no, I don't think so. Your mind is your mind. Crap. It would just create a lot of confusion for your for the people around you when you could suddenly not speak their language anymore. But can suddenly speak English perfectly and also right. French kind of yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> like the what I'm thinking <laughs> is probably, again, someone who doesn't exist. Because <laughs> I want to live in the body of an Olympic male gymnast who also lives inside a beautiful mountain range. Oh, okay. Because, like, then it's just kind of like teleportation. <laughs> I kind of... I, the, the problem is I feel like it, to be a successful male Olympian, you kind of have to live in the gym, not yeah. in a beautiful mountain range. You're correct. I want to be, like, an Olympic male gymnast on vacation somewhere beautiful. Okay. You've made this a travel question somehow, and I respect it. Because it's yeah. very on brand for you. Guys, I've been in quarantine too fucking long. All I want to... I just got a new passport. Let me leave this goddamn country. Um, so yeah. you're really just looking as, at this Freaky Friday as a chance for you to get out of the country. 
<laughs> yeah, I am. I'm less concerned about the body that I would be in and much concerned about where that body is. Oh, see, I would get to go to England, right? If I chose Tom Holland. So just choose He's somebody you like in a different country. He's in LA right now. Um, got my tabs on Holland. I was about to say, how do you know where Tom Holland is? I check up occasionally. I follow him on, I follow him on the gram. Oh, okay. Yeah. I should do that. Uh, a little bit of joy in my life every day. Um, do I have to give you a name or can I just be like the best male floor Olympian from the U.S.? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I mean, the Olympics just happened. There was a guy named Brody Malone. There was a guy named Sam Mc. Kulik? There's a there's a cute looking blonde dude. I'd be him. I don't know his name. Brody though. Brody Malone, maybe? Sure, I'd be Brody Malone. <laughs> <laughs> All of these guys are totally interchangeable to me. <laughs> so Basically you would be a super, super jacked Olympian. Yeah. Also, you know what I would do in my Brody Malone body? Pommel horse? I'd probably try it. I would probably try all of the gymnastic events. <laughs> However, I would then like go up to like women and just be like really nice to them. Aww. And just like try to like not like try to like help women like not accept less. Like raise the bar for men. I was going to say that I would do that too as Tom Holland, but I'm pretty sure Tom Holland already does that. Yeah. Seems like a nice boy. And maybe Brody's already out there doing that Lord's work. Um, I don't know him. I'm sure he's great. Yeah. Maybe he's not. I don't know. We've had some shitty Olympians. Um, but I would just like, I don't know, go on his Tinder and message a lot of people affirmations and like go up to women in the grocery store and hand them flowers. Oh, I like this. I like this plan. Yeah. That's what I and then do. you and I could do gymnastics together because Tom Holland also does gymnastics. Yeah, that would be cool. And then we could just like go up to girls and like really make their day. I would tweet off of his account about our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the marketer comes out. <laughs> like, okay, I made this a travel question. How can I make this a making money question? <laughs> Yeah, no, I love it. I will I will do the same. Yeah, I would just make it a press day. I would I would start the day with a workout and some gymnastics and then um I would go and like be nice to some late some women in the world and just try to make their day a little bit brighter. And then I would make a bunch of social media assets for our podcast. So I would like make a TikTok <laughs> and I would tweet some stuff and I would like I don't know, do some Instagram posts and all that jazz. Nice. I like it. I like it. I don't think I would, I think I would tweet about our podcast. I feel like I just wouldn't be as um, generous as you. I would just spend the day hanging out with Zendaya. And That's fair. Dancing and making cute Instagram videos and stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that that was the perfect non-segue into our wedding episode okay so let's talk about weddings okay so we're gonna start with a bang marry kill which is technically a wedding question because there's mary in there okay fair so we're like really getting 
up there like we're gonna ease into the wedding situations (laughs) (laughs) so bang mary kill spider-man wolverine or batman we talk a lot about we tell we talk a lot about uh mcu so i wanted to shake things up a little bit yeah i like this okay hmm is it the character spider-man the character Batman, or is it like recent iterations like Tom Holland and Ben Affleck? Like, is this should our- I be thinking about? We went into this thinking that this was going to be our wedding episode, but maybe it's just our Tom Holland episode. Tom Holland. It might be our Tom Holland episode. And I'm not mad about it. Mm-mm, I stand that, man. Um, I will say that I wrote this because we watched the second Tobey Maguire Spider-Man today. Okay. Okay. Here's the problem. Spider-Man, the character Spider-Man, is a high schooler. So I can neither bang nor marry him. Well, not Tobey Maguire's. Tobey Maguire's is like his senior year. uh, And then the second and third are when he's in his young 20s. It's still pretty weird. I mean. Sure. You can say no. I'm of an age. Okay, so here's my thinking. And I don't like it. I, I don't like what I'm about to tell you. I think... That I would have to marry Batman because... Because he's of age. There's, He's of age and he's he's super rich. He is super he rich. He seems like a good guy. Yeah. He seems like a good guy. He's moody as fuck, but... Well, he's, he is, he's moody, but, you know, Wolverine has got that characteristic as well. True. Um, and I think I would bang Wolverine because Wolverine, he's not the type to stick around. Yeah, he'd he'd be resentful. Know, he's got problems. He would be. He probably travel in time and or get amnesia or some other yeah. thing. He, but he's not he's not staying around. So here's my thought process. When I originally read this question, I was like, Spider Man is a lot of fun, so I would marry him, and then uh, I would bang Wolverine because I want to bang Wolverine. It's well, sure. It is not yeah. a process of elimination sort of situation. It is a <laughs> priority of mine to bang Wolverine. <laughs> Everything starts there. Yeah. I would like to bang Wolverine. I would like to go on, on record as that. Um, and then... I, I will say that is also how my thought process started. Yeah. I just didn't cop to it the way that you did. I'm so a really brave person. Um, <laughs> and I am committed to an open and honest and authentic relationship with our five listeners. Um, so... <laughs> but... And then I was going to kill Batman because Batman's a moody billionaire. And who likes moody billionaires? Nobody. But then you brought up the great point of if I married a billionaire... I could then be a moody billionaire by association. <laughs> and why, while moody billionaires are no fun to be around, I imagine they are better to be than a moody poor person. It's true. So let me say when I was in my 20s, I was very judgy of trophy wives. And now that I'm in my 30s, I'm like, yeah, girl, do what you got to do. Oh, <laughs> capitalism is hard. Capitalism is so hard. Um, and I will say out of all of the moody billionaires one could be married to, Batman seems to be kind of low maintenance. Like, I think he would just hang out in his little bat cave all the time. And I could just like go hang out with Alfred. He's also hot. Yeah. You'd still have a, you'd have a hot husband. For sure. He's got some trauma. Yes. To deal with. Deeply. But he kind of 
you know, takes out all of his moodiness on bad guys. Honestly, I have dated plenty emotionally distant dudes who have trauma. So, like, would it be that different than my exes? Yes, it would be because my exes weren't billionaires. With, sup- like, with like extra super strength. No, he doesn't have he super strength. No super but- <laughs> he has no superpowers. He's just has, a billionaire. Like, a lot of regular human strength, though. So here's the thing. I think I would have a happier life with Spider-Man. Yes. I think just to disagree with you, I'm going to marry Spider-Man and kill Batman. <laughs> just to keep things spicy. But I definitely see your okay. point, And I am a little disconcerted that you went the money route and I did not. Yeah, what's happening? Freaky Friday. We have sl- switched places. <laughs> that would be interesting. Maybe we should try that someday where I'll try and answer everything as you and you try to answer everything as me i love that idea (laughs) i love it uh will we still be friends afterwards who knows um Mm, maybe not okay yeah now thinking about it now that's a bad idea so but i'm gonna marry batman i don't think the moodiness would bother me that much like you said he goes out he fights crime i'm pretty low maintenance i don't need him around i'll just live in a like cool mansion and have a hot husband yeah who fights bad guys i mean he's a good person um okay so our next like really in the meat wedding question you ready okay what is a worst bridesmaids dress or like which one would you rather wear i guess a camo dress like a camouflage dress with a fur shawl or a little bow peep dress complete with bonnet and cane. Um, <laughs> boy, you know, it's kind of, it, it, it's really weird because it became very context dependent really fast yeah. there. You know, a camo dress with fur is not something I would ever be sort of seen in. But the the thing about the little bow peep dress is that it's so extra. Yeah. That it, it might come back around to being ironically funny. So I can sort of see a world in which I choose a little Bo Peep dress because it's this weird fantasy wedding where everybody's being really over the top and I'm also over the top and it becomes a Halloween costume for the rest of my life. And I'm fine with that, I think. I think I would go a little Bo Peep dress. Yeah, I, I think my biggest fear is how hot and heavy the little Bo Peep dress is. Because I am yeah. picturing, like, a full-on hoop skirt and crinoline and, like, lots and lots of layers. Um, yeah, that's fair. Although you did say the other one had fur. It's a fur shawl. But I think you can take that off easy. And, like, I, you know, at the reception, I can ditch the shawl and just be in an ugly camo dress. But then nobody would be able to see you. <laughs> sorry. That was such low-hanging fruit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Truly. But honestly, do I want to be seen in that camo dress? Maybe that's another no. uh, uh, selling point is that just there will be no evidence of me in the dress because I will be- appear invisible. What if you spent the whole wedding just like <laughs> hiding in corners? Or like, you know, like standing behind ferns. <laughs> if I ever had to wear a camo dress, that is exactly what I would do all fucking day. It's just like tr- pretend to, I would be like, is it working, guys? Is it working? 
Yeah. So here's the thing is like, I don't like camo aesthetic, obviously. I'm not a hunter. That's like not my vibe. I think I would feel that like the little Bo Bo Peep dress like was closer to my aesthetic. But I think it would be really uncomfortable, like physically uncomfortable. Yeah. That's where. I mean, neither neither would be flattering. No. So that's not even a consideration. Yeah, I wouldn't look good in either one. I would not post pictures on social media either way. But see, I think I might if I was in a little Bo Peep dress because I would just be like, look at this hilarious fucking dress. Yeah. I think I might just be so tickled by it that I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. By the way. To my friends and family, this is not an invitation. So here's my thing. It comes down to like a comfort thing. Because if I feel like I'm not going to look good either way, especially if you're a bridesmaid, you got to think you're going to be in that thing like 12 hours, you know? I mean, it is it is fair. I think I would go little Bo Peep dress. Okay. I, I'm just going to lock in the camo dress because I love comfort. And also would love the idea of just, like, popping out of bushes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. If if that's how it works out, then that's I, great. I think that's how I would make the best of it, is I would just, like, start playing hide-and-seek with people who didn't know we were playing hide-and-seek. <laughs> I would just find animals to herd around. <laughs> that's... Like, I, I like the idea of you hurting people on the dance floor. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Using my little, like, my hook, my, like, shepherd's hook or whatever. Like, scorpion in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I love the idea of a Mortal Kombat little Bo Peep. That's really a... <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> yeah, that's really, like, a culture clash. <laughs> that's, like, a collaboration I would be really into. <laughs> would you rather trip while walking down the aisle as the bride? Or get a bloody nose while giving your vows. Oh, wait. How are you getting a bloody nose while getting your vows? It just starts bleeding. Oh, it's not like the preacher punches you or something. No. (laughs) I assume like dry altitude. I think, okay, I think I would rather get a bloody nose. Tell me why. That's like like 90% of that is, it hurts to fall down now. (laughs) When I was a kid, it didn't hurt so much to fall down. But now that I'm old, it hurts to fall down. Yeah. I think this is very contextual because, like, one, where is the wedding? Am I falling on the floor of a church on, like, hardwood floors? Or, or like, in grass? Or am I falling into grass? Um, How big is the nosebleed? Like, is it just, like, a single little stream down my lip that's pretty manageable to, like, just kind of wipe away or is it like flood from both nostrils i guess most i usually see like a nosebleed that isn't caused by a broken nose is usually just like a little drip yeah so that's what i was imagining yeah but if it's more than that i mean that's a lot i still don't want to fall down (laughs) yeah but like (laughs) imagine it you just paid a bunch of money to have your makeup done and you have to like go wipe it all off basically because your nose is bleeding yeah, but your makeup's not going to look great if you fall on your face either. That's, I mean, true. Totally true. Yeah. And, like, also it's, like, how badly do I trip? Do I, like, eat shit is, or do I, like, stumble a little but regain my balance? You know, like, the, I... Oh. 
I imagine. Well, that changes the whole game if you don't necessarily <laughs> fall down. Yeah, I think you have like are on the ground at some point. Like you're not on. You have to like stand back up. Okay. Uh, that's the level of tripping. I think it has to be. And then I think it has to be like a moderate nosebleed. So it's not like pouring out of your face, but like it's noticeable. Okay. It's a actual keeps coming out. Yeah. You need to put your head back and put something on like it. Like you need, the you need to. interrupt it. Yeah. The wedding needs to be stopped for you to get like a, at least a tissue sort of situation. Yeah. But I think the wedding would have to be stopped if I fell over too. You don't think you could jump back up and just keep walking? Well, the problem is that I think I would jump up and keep walking, but it, I I would be hurt, but I'd be trying not to show anyone that I was hurt, which would make me feel really miserable and also hurt and sad standing up at the altar. And then I wouldn't be able to pay attention to like yeah. what was happening. You know what I mean? Could you? But you think you could pay better attention with like blood coming out of your nose? Well, no, I just think it's better to just have a reason to stop. Yeah. Like I don't have to... There's nothing to play off. Like you had a nosebleed. Everyone stops what you're doing and then you go back to it and then you can concentrate on it again. Yeah. Like what's happening. I, I Also, I feel like a nose, a nosebleed to me isn't as embarrassing because it's not like you, not like you did something wrong or yeah. clumsy. Yeah. Your nose wasn't clumsy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I definitely feel, feel like it's like the nosebleed is an, is an element of like, this is just the way God intended things to be. I had no control over this. I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I cannot be blamed for this. It's a funny thing that happened to me, but it's something that happened to me as opposed to something I did. Um, But I do think that you, like, come back from tripping faster. At least I would. I imagine, yeah, yeah, you know, like, it's, it's a much more minor disruption, right? The nosebleed probably also ruins the dress if there's enough blood. So that was my thing is like, do I stay in my dress? Because then like for the rest of the night, the pictures, there is like a spot of brown somewhere on my dress, which really sucks because you spent a lot of money on that dress. So I think I might go tripping just because it's like easier to come back from. Like, yes, people will probably tease me about it for a long time. But as long as I don't like have any like major injury from it and it's more just like a bruised ego than a you know an injury I think I would go trip yeah I I think I would still go nosebleed because I don't want the bruised ego like I (laughs) I don't want I don't want to feel like oh I ruined my own wedding moment oh and not you know what I mean I think I would be pretty good at just like laughing it off of like whatever it's lol but that's like the moment that you that's the moment, yeah. right? When you everyone stands up and the music swells and everyone is looking at you and only you. And it's like, honestly, it sounds awful to begin <laughs> with. But yeah. But then to like add a trip to it and then hurting yourself and then having to pretend like you're fine. Uh. Well, you might not be hurt. It might just be like your very poofy dress caught your fall. I guess so. If it's in the grass and you've got a poofy dress. Yeah. I feel like you never wear the wedding dress again afterwards. So if it's got some blood on it, oh well. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. This will be an interesting one. Would you rather win an all expenses paid wedding or an all expenses paid honeymoon? Honeymoon. Wow. This is so interesting. I think I would pick wedding. Really? Yeah. 
But you could, I could have such a more lavish, expensive, interesting honeymoon. And to me, the honeymoon is the whole reason to get married. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I feel like very flip floppy about this because my first thought is like, I don't like taking extravagant vacations. Like, I don't really want to go to a over the water bungalow in some island destination and get massages all the time. Like, those are the. Yeah, sounds awful. I mean, I would take it <laughs> if someone offered it to me, but like that is not I get a lot of more enjoyment out of like living in a van for 2 weeks in New Zealand than I would necessarily that. But the idea of like planning a wedding with no budget sounds just like it sounds like it makes the wedding expe- like planning the wedding so much less stressful if you don't have to like worry about budget and like I can get whatever dress I want to and I can just throw money at any problem that comes my way and like I just can say yes to anything I want without like fear or anxiety around it. Yeah I think the difference is I just don't care enough about the ceremony that's like the wedding part of the wedding to I think get too upset about like oh I can't afford the fancy fill in the blank. Yeah. I just feel like whatever I'll get married in a in a pasture, and <laughs> and then have a completely all expenses pay, paid you know several week trip to whatever dream destination I want. I I understand what you're saying, yeah. which is that it makes the whole wedding process much easier, easier and all of the planning easier. But I just think I would have such a minimalist wedding. Anyway, yeah. That it just doesn't matter. Like, I can't even think, what would I spend all that money on? Because I don't... Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with me, too, is, like, I don't think I would have a super elaborate wedding either. I just love the idea of being able to throw money at a problem. Yeah, I get that. You know? Like, that just is, like, I don't have to worry about what, you know, anything. You know what's weird? So, I've never taken a trip where I stayed anywhere really fancy Mm -hmm. or got to have the bungalow on the beach yeah. or you know whatever and then somebody that I know just put, were, was posting some vacation pictures the other day and they were staying in this fancy resort overlooking this beautiful lake from their balcony and I was like I have never gotten to do that before okay. and there was this little thing in me that was just like how much would I love it if money was not an issue just for one vacation and I could do these things like get the beautiful room with the beautiful view on the beautiful lake and yeah I mean that's kind of how I feel about like the all expenses paid wedding is like I would like it feels more reasonable to me that one day I would pay for an elaborate vacation because I value travel so much that, like, I could see myself dropping a lot of money on an elaborate trip. I right. The idea of me dropping any kind of amount of money on a party uh, <laughs> feels, like, just so foreign and so, like, indulgent and luxurious and just, like, I don't know. Like, I kind of just want to know what it would be like to be the kind of person who can just, like, be like, yeah fireworks just for me just because I want them that's true you could make your wedding really fun in a way that otherwise like I kind of look at the wedding as like a thing you have to go through in order to get to the, <laughs> to, to, the get to the honeymoon 
But you could make it an actually fun thing yeah, to do. Rent out so. an amusement park and just have like all of the roller coasters available to you and like Yeah. Wear an insane gown that you could not you know, custom made for your body and like But if you were gonna have an all expensive paid trip, you could go to Antarctica. I could. I know, I thought about that. But it's my honeymoon and I don't think Jill would wanna go. Yeah, like, that's, that's fair. Thing. That's not the most romantic. <laughs> like, I would feel bad dragging someone to Antarctica to look at penguins with me on our honeymoon if that <laughs> wasn't also their idea of a really cool honeymoon, you know? All right, well, we disagree again. That's great. I'm so glad. Would you marry the man of your dreams? Super wealthy, super great looking, makes you super happy. However... The job that he has that makes him very wealthy means you have to live in a new city every six months for his job. So every six months you have to pack up, move to a completely wow. new city so that he can do his thing. You don't have to work if you don't want to because he's wealthy enough to support you both. But Well, that sounds nice. <laughs> but you do have to like just blindly follow him around the world is there a is there a or here is there a second part no to this? just like would you do it oh okay would you marry the guy i think yes i know that that probably is surprising yeah to you i am surprised that you don't like change that much i'm very surprised i don't yeah i'm not like i'm not the biggest on change and i also get very stressed out by moving but i think that that it would be so offset by being in love with the man of my dreams and I think that if I had the freedom, like part of the reason, you know, that I am the way that I, that I am is because I have to depend on myself for all, for everything and for security and stability and everything. If I had a partner who I loved and trusted and, and our needs were taken care of without worry, then I feel like it could become an adventure try new city but I could still travel to see other people like I could still come visit you I could still go yeah. visit my family but then I'd get to live in all these interesting places and be with the person I love I don't know it's it's hard to say because the the real downside of it is that he could take me all over the world and then I'm away from the people that I love away from my family and friends for a long time yeah I don't. I, mean, I just made myself sad. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about this question. I, it's so interesting. I feel like we are already doing like the body switching Freaky Friday stuff because like I'm the one yeah. who loves to travel, but I would not marry this man. Oh, I thought for sure you were going to say yes. <laughs> no, I would not marry this man. I couldn't do it. Well, but he doesn't have to have this job forever. You could do it for a few years, have some adventures, do some travels, and then he gets a new job. Okay, I mean, like, I think saying that it is not going to last forever is not a good conceit. Like, I think the conceit of the question is, like, you're going to have this beautiful life together, but you are going to have to pick up and move. You know, like, yeah, but I, that's his I passion. That's it. what he wants. You know, that's, like, how he's happiest, and that's the life that he wants to have, you know? But millennials never have a job for more than, like, three or four years. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing he, like, owns his own business or something like that and has to, like keep moving for so this some is reason a, this is a life sentence yeah 
This isn't just like having some fun for a few years. Yeah, this is trying a whole bunch of different cities and then settling down somewhere. Let's say like this is until he retires. Oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) No, I don't. That's too long. That's a lot. That's that's a lot of life left. Yeah. Before retirement age. Yeah, that's that's why I wouldn't do it. Like I like I would feel like I was giving up my whole life for him because I couldn't. Yeah, it's like I couldn't ever build a life. I couldn't ever build like a strong social network. And like I couldn't like it would be hard for me to maintain my job and it would just be like, oh, everything we do are, is in service of your goals. And, like, I'm just right. here. Yeah, I was really picturing it for, like, it's a short-term thing. Because I can't even imagine having the same job for <laughs> that long. So, you know what I mean? Like, in my mind, it was never even a possibility that it didn't only last for a couple of years. I can't, I couldn't do it if it was my whole life. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my dad moved around a bunch when he was a kid. He, like, went to 12 different elementary schools. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, moved moved around a ton. Um, and it wasn't for any other reason than his dad. Anytime he got a better job offer, they he would pick up and move the family. And that was just kind of the way it was. And so... And, like, my dad, like, didn't have any friends, you know? Like, he, yeah. like, stopped making friends because he knew he was going to – they were going to pick up and leave again. So, like, what's the point? And, like, doing all of the hard, awkward work of, like, introducing yourself to people and, like, trying to build a rapport just to, like, have that disappointment. So, yeah. And, like, I am just such an extrovert that, like – I don't know, the idea of not having to work sounds nice, where I could, like, really explore my passions and, like, you know, spend my time only doing things that I want to do and stuff. Um, And I have a job now that I work from home, so, like, theoretically I could maybe do continue doing my job, but, like, if we're picking up and going to different, like, time zones all the time, it would be hard to maintain that job, you know? Yeah, I don't think I could I don't think I could do it for like any period of time. Like if that like which is crazy cuz like I'm the travel buff of yeah, of this duo for sure. But I feel like in this day and age when everybody can work remotely, I wasn't thinking about it as me having to really give up anything in terms of my own career. Um I cuz I figure I can have a career and work remotely from anywhere probably. But it would be hard to be away from friends, but in my mind, again, it was like a, a short-term adventure. Yeah, I could do. If it was like a year of like we're gonna live in two different cities for six months, like that wouldn't be like I I I love the idea of just like taking a sabbatical for a year and just like traveling and stuff like that. Yeah, but that again is not even like living in a place, right? That's like you get to go to the new place whenever you get bored of the old place. And it's also, like, not necessarily, like, these places are going to be, like, glamorous, you know? Like, (laughs) he might move you to Delaware, Ohio, and you just have to hang out for six months wherever. And, like, the not having any control over where I end up, I don't like. So it's, like, I I have no veto. I have no say in where I live or how long I live there or I don't – I just don't like the idea of just being along for the ride. Yeah, I've also – like in my brain, I was like, well, if I hate it, then he can stay there for a few months and I can just go somewhere else and go be with my friends and family. But that's not how marriage works, is it? 
Yeah, I think he would be upset. I've been single for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, I think he would have the expectation that you would be there to spend time with him. Well, I think we agree. So next question. What other wedding-related conundrums do you have? Uh, Your groom gets so drunk that he's slurring his words during the ceremony? Or your mother-in-law stands up and objects to the wedding and pleads with your groom not to marry you? The mother-in-law. Really? You would pick that over him being so drunk he's slurring his words and like... Yeah. I don't want my husband so drunk he's slurring his words at our own wedding. Well, wait. At what point? Is this late in the evening we've been drinking and dancing No, for like hours? during the vow exchange. He's... Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought you meant. And I'm not... He, I'm not into He's that, like that, stumbling down the aisle. No. See, <laughs> no. I would rather... My mother-in-law hate me. I don't care. She doesn't have to marry me. I don't care. I don't give a shit. If you're that drunk for the vows part, that means that either you had to try and give yourself some liquid courage to marry me, which I I don't like that, or you're such a drunk you couldn't not drink for one afternoon. I don't like that. I I well, I also think that there is a third option, and that is that he's such a lightweight that he had like one drink and like forgot to eat and like here we are (laughs) i guess so but if you're such a lightweight you know that by this point in your life i'm a such a lightweight and i i know that so i wouldn't drink before my wedding vows it's it's not good it's really not great i agree with you i think like there might be some sort of like uh not terrible reason like you know he has a groomsman he's just bad at saying no to you know who just like you know was refilling his cup and he didn't realize like he thought he was having one drink but behind his back his best man was like refilling the whiskey or whatever um but how embarrassing i mean he's like it's humiliating it's humiliating like i agree with you because i think most people would then assume that there was something going on and even if it even if it had a completely innocent innocuous reason for why it happened i right. think that it would be a situation in which other people read into it something and that does not for the feel rest good. of for the rest of your life people would be like oh there's the guy that had to get so drunk to marry his wife that he couldn't even make it through his own vows yeah you know, I don't know, but the mother-in-law thing's really bad too. If she stands up in front of everyone and is like, "Please don't marry her," nobody would be on her side. That's the thing. That that's a disruption that would really, really suck. Yeah, but you don't have to start off your relationship with that person. Yeah, on a super bad note. Like I, I just can't think of anything worse. Then starting off your first day of marriage on like a horrible note where you're just super mad at your own groom. You're about to go on a honeymoon together and you're like, I hate you. Incredibly angry. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be angry at his mom. <laughs> you know? That's true. I think you're right. I think we agree. Um, but both okay. terrible things it's a good to question. consider. It is. I mean, yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad situation. For sure. Um, would you okay so we're gonna do a would you still go out with him as our final question of the night is it a would you still marry him? no it's a wedding date situation oh, okay okay um would you still go out with him 
you go to a wedding with a guy you've been dating for six months. So it's like you're the plus one at oh, a wedding okay. he was invited to with all of his friends. And, and you've been dating for six months. While you're at the wedding, you find out that his quote unquote best friend is actually his ex. And he didn't mention it because he didn't think it would matter. You found out because she told you at the reception that they used to be in a relationship. It's it's weird because... Definitely weird vibes. I, I want to say that I'm not the type of person that would be super jealous or hold it against them that they used to date and now are friends. Because I don't love... I don't love when people kind of come into somebody's life and then try to tell them like who they're allowed to be friends sure, with definitely. or who or or even try to assume I know what two people's actual relationship is like. On the other hand, the fact that he didn't tell me is a big old red That's flag. That's the thing is that he like never mentioned that they had this whole other dynamic to their rela- It's not so much that you're friends with your ex, it's that you were keeping it from me that she was your right. ex. Yeah, that's a tough one because it would be hard not to suspect that he didn't say something because he still has some sort of feelings or. Yeah, even if it's not like he's still into her, like, why didn't you tell me that you like don't trust? Did you think that I was going to fly off the handle? Like, why? Why keep this from? It makes me feel like you don't trust me. I mean, some people would fly off the handle is the thing. Sure, but I wouldn't, you know. So, right. So. My perspective, this happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very plausible thing, so I'm not surprised. This very much happened to me. Uh, I went to a wedding with a guy I'd been dating for like seven months. And uh, while we were like, there was this person there who I had met before. They had come to New York to visit my boyfriend at the time. Um, and I, and they were like friends from college. Like they had been good, good friends and they did not like me. (laughs) I met them. I spent the weekend with them whole time, got terrible, terrible vibes from them. Like to the point that I like was texting my friends being like, his friends don't like me. I don't know why. Like I can't get them on my side. And I felt really weird about it. (laughs) And yeah. yeah, and so, like, I went to this wedding knowing that these people were, like, this person was going to be there, and I was like, okay, well, like, I can try to keep my distance if they don't like me or whatever, and then the first night we were, there was, like, a night before the wedding where everyone went to, like, a bar to hang out, and I had a cold, and so me and my boyfriend went back to the hotel early, and then while we were getting ready for bed, he got a text message, and he was like, hey, can you look at that, because, like, the chargers were on my side of the bed. And so I did, and there was a text from that person, and it the whole text was, I miss you, which <laughs> I didn't think was a big deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, oh, she, like, they're mad we left the party early. No big deal. Right, um, right. And he was just, like, freaked out by it. And then he woke me up in the middle of the night at, like, 3 a.m. to tell me that they were actually someone that they had been dating. <laughs> oh god and the i miss you just became so heavy yeah, yeah i again yeah. i had like i didn't think anything of it i just thought they were like right. saying like oh you left the party early we miss you that kind of thing 
Um, right. But it was a very different I miss you at 11 p.m. Oh, than I realized. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, it happened. That's, first of all, so shitty yep. of the ex. How shitty is that? Um, that would be a bigger problem because then it's like you still hang out with this person who was this shitty yeah Um, yeah not not great on their part i will say i I will have to say for this answer that i would still date this person because i did because you did (laughs) (laughs) i I dated them for another life experience has proved yeah i i stuck in it i did not break up with him um but in retrospect was he a shitty dude for sure for sure like should i have like should this have been a bigger red flag on his part that he like was lying to me about his past and not being upfront with me about the whole truth i also think there is a big contender here of like how much time has passed between them dating and not right yeah like did they date 10 years ago or did they date one year ago? did they date freshman year of high school and it was barely dating or did they and like he doesn't even like think of her that way because it wasn't like you know it wasn't a big deal to him and they've just been friends for so long like they were friends before they or did they like hook up for two months in college and like right that kind of thing i still think like if you've slept with someone and i'm going to meet them i should know that's my line (laughs) but i do think if you've been if you slept with someone for two months and then were friends with them for two years you would think of them first as your friend like you would introduce them as your friend for sure you know for sure sure. i so that's the thing is just like how much time is or were you dating them right before me and you right. broke up two months before we started dating you know like those are different yeah i don't know i mean i don't i think it would be a red flag and i think i would have to have a conversation with him about yeah. it i would wait and not do that at the wedding that would be a tomorrow let me tell you let me tell you it was hard not to make a scene at that wedding <laughs> uh, i'm sure i'm sure yeah. but I I mean, we would have a conversation and I would have to get the context. Yeah. I don't think I would instantly break up with him unless I found out that the context was you dated six months ago and you had been together for two years. And didn't tell me about her. Then you didn't tell me that and we've been together for six months. At that point, I think I would just be like, well, you're clearly still in love with her. Also, Goodbye. she's still texting you. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, it, it, it's clearly, I don't know, in my situation, it was clearly recent enough that she was still texting him. Well, she still missed him. So, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of have, like, I kind of come at it from a different life experience, which is I was the friend when... And I had never dated this guy. And I was his friend. And then he started dating a girl who didn't like that we were such close friends. And she tried to put the kibosh on me coming in as like this girl. And she was just like, basically, you can't, you don't need to be hanging out with this person. Person and so close to this person and stuff like that. And so I get a little prickly about that idea that I should come in and tell you you know have any say over your past relationships and your your bag it could be very controlling yeah if someone is like don't hang out with your friend yeah so i get 
I get really hesitant to say anything like that, but it's again, it's the potentially lying about something big. Yeah. But it could be over, like an oversight of something small. Yeah. So just have to get the context. I, I agree with you. I think it's a big context thing. And obviously, like, even in the situation I was in, I stayed because, like, he was very apologetic. And, you know, his whole room yeah. was like, I just didn't know how to tell you. Like, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. Clearly, like, they still have something that's going on in their head. But, like, it, I'm so in this with you that it didn't even occur to me to bring yeah and i can see that i mean opening the x files can be awkward no matter what for sure you should still be clear and open and honest with your partner yeah i think he could have been more honest with me i think it was probably a bigger red flag in the moment than i gave it credit for but i like you felt like the context was just like okay we can work through this and we did for a long time yeah uh but it is it's not great (laughs) Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that's our wedding episode. Uh, tell me about your hypothetical world. I mean, my hypothetical world is amazing <laughs> because at the moment I am Tom Holland. And you're married to Batman. Married to Batman and I'm on vacation somewhere and my no expenses. Paid a honeymoon. My honeymoon with Batman yeah, me and Spider-Man had, like, the world's most epic wedding. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we were taking, like, a roughing it honeymoon. And uh, I got to... You're a Olympic gymnast. I am an Olympic gymnast, yes. Batman does seem like the kind of guy who would, like, withhold information about his exes. Doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, he's not very forthcoming, he spends a lot of his time, like, in the shadows being secretive. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I know that we both said we would not marry the millionaire man who traces us all over the world, but that does kind of sound like Batman. <laughs> a little bit. He, he stays in one place. Yeah. You know, he's in Gotham City, and that's where yeah. we would just live I there. just, like, love the idea of Batman, like, expanding out to other places. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he's training other Batmans and other met- metropolises, and so you have to- Batman as a m- multi-level marketer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Spider-Man didn't know how to tell me about MJ, because they're still best friends, which, like, I kind of get, and I maybe should have been able to read the- between those lines. I burned that camo dress as soon as I got home, and- What's interesting is I'm Tom Holland, but dressed as little Bo Peep. Yeah. And that's quite a picture. And apparently Aunt May really did not want Spidey to marry me, (laughs) which is a little disappointing. Yeah. I mean, I'm disappointed because Batman's mother had to rise from the (laughs) dead in order to tell. (laughs) It's pretty impressive, frankly. tell everyone that I was not good enough for her Wow, that really adds. But she doesn't know what he's been up to. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, to her, he'll always be her little boy. Very, right. very literally. And she, she doesn't know the shenanigans yeah, that he's been getting up for to. Sure. Really, I'm way too good for him. So I really enjoyed this episode. I really <laughs> find a lot of fun, like, inspiration in these wedding episodes. So if you are getting, if you have recently got married or getting married soon, I hope none of these terrible things happen to you. I hope you have just, like, lovely um, moments of joy 
the only thing that I hope happens to you is that someone decides to pay for your wedding and your honeymoon because you deserve that. It won't be me, but I hope someone out there manifesting for you. And I hope you get to bang Wolverine. Amen. Amen to that. (laughs) And on that note, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Arguments About Nothing. If you would like us to read one of your questions, then please feel free to send us your questions at argumentsaboutnothing at gmail.com or on Instagram at arguments about nothing. And until next time, keep fighting.